This is the What Happened Today podcast, your daily history podcast that tells you what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by the Productive Leisure Network, online, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on Facebook and Twitter, at Prod Leisure. I'm your host, Will Floyd, and what happened today, October 27th, in 1870, a French army under Marshal of France, François-Achille Bazin, surrendered to a German army led by Prince Friedrich Karl of Prussia. This surrender took place after an over two-month-long siege around the city of Metz, which lies near the borders with Germany and Luxembourg in modern-day France, but which was part of the hotly contested territories in the Franco-Prussian War. The Franco-Prussian War was essentially a rout by a confederation of German states under the leadership of the Kingdom of Prussia, and specifically its Chancellor Otto von Bismarck, against the Second Empire of France under Napoleon III. Actually, the Franco-Prussian War ended one empire in France and raised another across the German states as they would become unified. And in many ways, the surrender at Metz speaks to the chaos and confusion in the Franco-Prussian War. The idea of the war was simple. Emperor Napoleon believed that Prussia was getting a bit too presumptuous in its desire to add more German states under its own rule and was perhaps eyeing the border territories of Alsace and Lorraine. Alsace and Lorraine had for centuries been contested between various German princes and the French crown. These are not just border areas, but almost completely mixed areas at times. And as such, they cause problems. Also, Emperor Napoleon believed that he could have the advantage. Like his much more notable and much more militarily successful uncle, Napoleon III of France had taken power after a revolution that overthrew a monarchy and then created an empire. However, he did it in a very different way. He was a charismatic politician rather than his uncle, who was a successful general. He actually was elected the president of the French Second Republic, and then when it looked like he would be term limited, he created the Second French Empire. The term empire was a bit absurd. When in 1852 he declared himself emperor, really he had the boundaries of France and a few overseas territories, unlike his uncle who had made an empire across Europe. But still, he had managed to revive French fortunes in the middle of the 19th century. And the only problem he had was that at his border, the German states were beginning to unify under the leadership of Prussia. Throughout the 19th century, various nations had been formed in a sense of nationalism. Some of these were carved out of larger empires. Some of these were putting together various kingdoms and principalities under one banner, whether through language or religion or a sense of shared culture, as had already happened in Italy and was taking place in a slightly different manner in Germany. This naturally worried Emperor Napoleon. And so fearful of what was going on in 1870, he declared war against Prussia. This allowed southern German states to come in in the war on the side of Prussia. And in the summer of 1870, the French parliament officially declared war. From the moment war was declared, it was patently obvious that the Prussians had the advantage. Their officers seemed to comport themselves in battle much better than the French officers. They had better military technology and their men were more well-trained. Literally in every single way that an army can be superior to another, the Prussian army was superior to the French army in the Franco-Prussian War. Throughout eastern France, the Prussians were able to almost surprise the French. And this is how the Siege of Metz began. After the Battle of Gravelot, Marshal Bazaine went into the city of Metz in its strategic location, which had recently had fortifications put in. His theory was 
he would convince the Germans to attack him with a favorable position, and he would weaken the German army. As he did this, in late August, the emperor got together with another marshal of France, Patrice de MacMahon, Duke of Magenta, and formed the Army of Chalon. The idea of the Army of Chalon was that it would ride to Metz, reinforce the beleaguered army under siege, and successfully break the Prussian advance. The problem was they never actually got to Metz. They were met instead on their way from Paris at the Battle of Sedan on September 1st in 1870. At the Battle of Sedan, 130,000 French soldiers met 200,000 German soldiers. Almost all of the French were captured, including Emperor Napoleon III himself. Effectively, the Second French Empire was dead. But yet, Metz held out. Really, the Battle of Sedan should have ended the Franco-Prussian War. It ended the empire. A new government was put together, declaring itself the Third French Republic, and calling itself a government of national defense. This was, in fact, the end of the line. A massive army was taken. The head of state was taken. And yet, there at Metz, Marshal Bazaine held on. While he was holding on in September and October, Prussian armies swept basically around Metz and came to Paris in a huge circular motion. They actually came upon Paris from the west. And this is because they really did not find many avenues severely blocked off. Paris actually went under siege on September 19th. So effectively, there was a brand new French government that was already under attack by the Prussians. There was some attempt to rally forces elsewhere, but largely they failed. And it seems odd that anyone was fighting at all, but they had different reasons. Leon Gambetta, the head of the new government, wanted to fight for the Republic, to fight off the Germans. Meanwhile, at Metz, a very different situation prevailed. And this came down to the singular figure of Francois Bazaine. He initially began his service as a very young man under King Louis-Philippe. He would then serve the Republic and the Empire, and in the course of his career, held every single rank in the army, from enlisted fusilier to the Marshal of France. A Marshal of France is not an official designation. It is more an award bestowed upon the greatest generals. He had earned his title of Marshal of France because of his great heroism. First, fighting with the French Foreign Legion, largely composed of foreigners but headed by French officers, he led French armies in the Crimean War to help Italian reunification, and then in Emperor Napoleon's attempt to put his relative Maximilian on the throne as Emperor of Mexico in the 1860s. Bazaine was one of the great heroes on the French side in the invasion of Mexico, and he was made a Marshal of France then. So when the war broke out in 1870, the 59-year-old was obviously one of the key figures sent to lead the armies. He was by temperament a traditionalist, but also considered so personally brave that he was almost absurdly willing to put himself in danger. He almost always led from the front. He wanted to fight. And yet, of course, at Metz, he was under siege. Here was a fighting general trying to win a defensive struggle. And yet he would doggedly hold on. He, for some reason, believed that although the emperor was taken captive by the Prussians and that the emperor's wife and son had fled to England, that in some ways he could hold on to the empire. He was a Bonapartist, a particular form of conservatism in France, which is not closely aligned with the Catholic Church or traditional means, but yet wants in some sense order. And that is why Bazaine held out. He was essentially fighting a war on behalf of a country he did not believe in. Officially, he was still leading a French army and the official government of France 
was a republic. He wanted the emperor to continue to rule. Of course, the emperor couldn't do him any help. He stayed at Metz. And that is how, by late October, he was facing a dire situation. Bazaine actually only gave up his forces when he was faced with starvation of all of his men. Eventually, at Metz, his force of some 150,000 would be turned over to the German forces. As was typical in almost every war since the 1500s, the Prussians who received the surrender officially offered honors of war. That is, there could be a parade of French soldiers as they laid down their arms, and they could march off under a French tune, even though they were still prisoners of war. Bazaine, weirdly, refused any honors of war. Meanwhile, the army under Prince Friedrich Karl was able to move against the forces trying to hold on. Although battles would continue, and officially Paris would not fall until January, with the siege of Metz, it was all a formality. Once Metz fell, there was no longer a massive French army that was hard to take. The Prussians could have their way. And the Third Republic would hold on. In fact, it would be the longest ruling French government in various incarnations since the French Revolution. The Third Republic would last until World War II, but after the Franco-Prussian War, it would lose Alsace and Lorraine. Metz would actually become part of the new German Empire, and the balance of power was irrevocably changed. Now, instead of the French and the Germans counterbalancing each other, there was a new massive German state, closely allied with Austria-Hungary, creating a massive sphere of influence in Central Europe, which humiliated the French and bothered the British. Also, in the Franco-Prussian War, it was seen that commanders like Bazaine, trained in traditional methods, were no match to Prussians who were trained to think and create new battle plans. Bazaine himself would probably come out the worst of all. He would be brought up on charges of treason, that essentially he performed so poorly at the Siege of Metz that he needed to be tried. He eventually would be sentenced to death, although Patrice de McMahon, who now, by this point, was the head of the Republic, refused. And after a weak attempt at imprisoning his fellow marshal, he let him go to Spain, where he lived out the rest of his life in exile. Really, the siege of Metz and its eventual surrender was one of many embarrassments for the French in the Franco-Prussian War. They got absolutely steamrolled. But Metz was also the attempt to hold on, and Bazaine tried, but ultimately he failed. Because it seemed that in the Franco-Prussian War, the Prussians were inevitably going to win. They were just better in the war. And it created what was known as revanchism in France, that a sense of revenge needed to be taken for Alsace and Lorraine. This would feed the flames of war in 1914. There was a cause. And people would look down on what happened at Metz and in the entire Franco-Prussian War, a war which was effectively over the moment Marshal Bazaine surrendered to Prince Friedrich Karl of Prussia after the Siege of Metz, which is what happened today, October 27th in 1870. That will do it for today's episode, but as always, please check back in tomorrow for a brand new episode because we are a daily history podcast and we do put out a new episode each and every day. You can also find all of our episodes on our website, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you're listening to us on either iTunes or Stitcher, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and leave a review because those are the ways you can help us to get onto charts and be heard by brand new listeners. You can also help us out a bit more directly by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash productive leisure, and becoming one of our patrons. At Patreon, patrons give small monthly contributions to support ongoing creative work, like a podcast network. So if you want to hear more of the What Happened Today podcast or any other Productive Leisure Network podcast, please go to patreon.com slash productive leisure and become one of our patrons today. You can also follow us for updates on everything to do with the Productive Leisure Network on Facebook and Twitter at Prod Leisure. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.